0: Welcome to the Game Preview Podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Ethan Greenberg, Cynthia Freeland, and a very special guest here with us Ooh. joining us on the podcast. A little spooky, spooky skeleton head? Uh, spooky head? I don't know. But it, anyways, it's red.
1: What's it covered in?
0: Um, I don't know. It, it kind of looks like it would be dipped in like, you know, kind of like a caramel apple but it's okay. uh, Okay. Well, from my,
1: my point of view, it kind of looks like, you know, like rubies, you know, like ruby red skulls. So very fancy over there. Very fancy spooky situation.
0: Thank you. Uh, This this is the bougie spooky situation
1: over here. (laughs)
0: Not like (laughs) bougie tacos. Got it. (laughs) Right, 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 right. We we will talk about your tacos at halftime. Sounds like a good halftime meal, but as always, you got to You got to kick us off here. And I assume you're just going to go tails for the kickoff.
1: Never fails.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for the day that like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed
1: and you're, you're like, you know what,
0: I'm going to go heads.
1: You know, I almost pick the heads to go with that spooky ruby skull, but nope, still tails, still tails. Well, unfortunately,
0: Cynthia, it is heads. So okay. that means that I get to choose first. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to start out the gate talking about the Jets offense, particularly the Jets passing offense, twofold. One, because there's a new quarterback under center. And at the time we're recording this, it's TBD, according to Salah, if it's Mike White or Joe Flacco, meaning he has not spoken to the media yet. So let's talk about the supporting cast. And two, let's really start with this. This Bengals passing defense and really the defense overall, Cynthia, feels like it needs a little more love than maybe it's getting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, so every week at the NFL Network, we pick like the top five underrated players or player units of the week. And it's kind of like giving a little shine to some people who you may not talk about nationally as much. And this week we picked the entire Bengals defensive front because they had a ridiculous like 47% pressure rate on Lamar Jackson last week. They had three different guys who had at least seven pressures. It was a, it was an embarrassment of actual pressure it was crazy how well they have been doing and then on the back end obviously they've got a guy who you know there's a Trayvon Diggs okay but then they've got a guy in their secondary who's like second in interception so this is a much tougher defense than I think we at least anticipate at least I anticipated ahead of the season
0: and you know the Bengals according to your notes the only team to allow 25 or fewer points every game this season now this Jets receiving core Full strength. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore got his first touchdown against the Patriots, although it was a rushing touchdown. So, whatever. What do you end
1: zone is negative. end zone?
0: <laughs> that, right. The end zone is the end zone. And Elijah Moore finally got his first tutty. So, wh- what do you make like if you're the Jets, how do you attack this Bengals defense knowing that they're playing at a high level right now?
1: Do we count running backs catching passes as the passing game? Yes, because that is a technicality. Whatever. I, I mean, there. It's a it's a pass catch, isn't it? I mean, I I yeah. feel like that's good because if you look to see last week, that was an area of success with the running back. So. When I look to see you, something just do what works, right? Especially when you have quarterback questions, and I kind of hope it's Mike White. Give the guy a chance. Let's see what happens. And I like Joe Flacco. It's not anything against him. It's just I think it's fun to kind of like see. All right, like who do you have here? Like what's what's the depth of the team? So I think those short passes to running backs that was a source of success last week. That's something to carry into this one.
0: All right, and also I just want to point this out there. You you talking about the past like? that little pop pass where the receiver comes across it, like that's really a pass. Like fantasy owners either love that or hate that, obviously depending on their, on their format there. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, Especially let's put some the numbers here, right? They were 14 of 16. They had 132 yards on passes of under 10 air yards. So screens, things like that, that are, these are high probability passes, but 14 of 16, that's an area of success. Keep doing that. And of course, use Corey Davis. That's the other one.
0: Oh, right. Of course. And you, what do you expect from this Bengals passing defense? And really, we, we can include the defensive line getting after the quarterback with the addition of Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard already there. What do you expect them to do to either one? Try to confuse Mike White if he plays and he starts his first game or two, go against Joe Flacco, who's a veteran, but also hasn't played with this team and was acquired earlier
1: this week. Well, he does have some familiarity from last season, so at least there's that. However, you know, look, when you watch the Bengals defense, they get a lot of pressure using a lot of different looks. Like it sounds really cliche to be like they line people up in different spots and rush from a bunch of different areas. They also keep people in their spots and rush from different areas and 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 get good pressure on the quarterback. So I think what they'll try to do is probably you know go away from Elijah Vera Tucker, go away from Connor Mcgovern. just try to get the edges, you know, like go where they go, where they can find success. You know, like try to find some spots where it, it's going to work for them, AKA, you know, away from our guy, Elijah Vera Tucker.
0: That's your guy. That's your guy. I feel like if John Franklin Myers is your guy on defense, Elijah Vera Tucker is your guy on offense. Is that Just favorite? let me
1: have two. Just let me have two. Don't make me pick between the two of them because I, ugh, it's going to be hard for me. I mean, I would be Jonathan Franklin Myers, but whatever, but, but not by much.
0: And what is it about the the hyphenated name? Because, you know, is that a coincidence here? Elijah Vera Tucker hyphenated, John Franklin Myers hyphenated. It's got to be a coincidence,
1: right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the good players need extra names. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we, we go with my full name too. It was Cynthia Rose Freeland. There we go. We're good.
0: All right. There you go. <laughs> Ethan Bevin Greenberg hyphenate that. there. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So let's move to our second quarter here. Let's talk about this Jets rushing offense because the predominant last week, they predominantly were effective talking about Michael Carter and Ty Johnson through the air to your point. But for the Jets to, to have a shot in this game, do you anticipate them to try to establish the run like they try to do every week?
1: Every team every week needs to try to establish the run. Last week, the running, the rushing stats, like pure rushing stats, were totally impacted by game scripts, right? Like, once the score becomes a little bit lopsided, it's hard to stay true to the run. However, it is still a prudent and good idea. They're going to have to establish the run in any game that they want to win. It's just a higher probability. Like Look at, looking over years and years and years and years and years of football history, you have to get both the run and the pass going. That's your highest probability for success, especially with questions at the quarterback position. So this is something that they know how to do, though, right? This this coaching staff has a lot of experience doing that. So I'm um, I'm I'm gonna go back to it again. I still think, and I like Michael Carter in this situation. I think his ability to kind of pick up yards after contact that's gonna be useful again in this one.
0: All right, well, can you tell me a little bit about this Bengals rushing defense? You look at the numbers, seventh in the league in rushing yards allowed per game. Lamar Jackson, you know, one of a kind. He had 88 yards for the Ravens last week. But the running backs on the Ravens, I mean, Devontae Freeman, four attempts, 14 yards. Le'Veon Bell, five attempts, five yards. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of wiggle room. Is that more of a, a Ravens thing from last week, or is that a trend that we've seen for opponents facing the Bengals.
1: Well, it's kind of a Ravens thing because the Ravens abandoned the run. They too had a game script issue as well. Lamar Jackson. So to put this in context, Lamar Jackson was sacked five times when Lamar Jackson gets sacked a lot, obviously we know his like main thing that makes him such like a problem for opposing defenses is the fact that he's always going to be a threat to run or to pass on every single down. So the fact that they abandoned the running back run game that's that's happened in several games for the Ravens this season when they get down a little bit. so it's and it's been really on Lamar to like rush literally outside the right tackle or outside mostly the right tackle but sometimes the left too but outside the tackles rushing is like where he like does his damage. So I think they honestly they had to kind of abandon it. So I will say the Bengals run defense does have a little bit more, susceptibility. I think their pass defense is a little scary. They're able to get pressure a little bit more on passing downs more regularly than they are. But again, five sacks happens when you have game script that you're throwing the ball a lot, trying to catch up. Remember, Ravens were down in a pretty significant hole as well. So it's game script for them as well. I, I think long story short, this is a really long winded way of just saying I think that the ability to stay true to the run game will be a key to keeping this game to, to keeping this game competitive.
0: All right. And also, I just want to hit on we've talked about Trey Hendrickson. But I mentioned Sam Hubbard. How about Larry Ogan Yes, you, you got to say it. It's
1: a really fun name to say Ogan Joey, Ogan Joey, Ogan Ogan Joey. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not, I feel like I need. Uh, well, first of all, it's great. Is it better than Falorunso Fadokasi? No. I don't think so. No, 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 because no, no. You no. got the double F, the Falorunso. Like no, Larry, Larry, that one's Larry is better. What does oganjobi in right. Like yeah. it's the first name that where why Foley has the advantage in the name game here. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. No, listen, Joby's It's just fun to say the last name. It's like Gudakinst, right? That one's fun to say too. The GM <laughs> of the Packers it's, it's just but his first name's Brian. Like whatever. So Foley, Foley's got them all by a mile.
0: All right, well, let's talk about Larry Joby because it feels like among the defensive line, which you could make the argument needs a little more credit, feels like if we were to single out a player, he could deserve a little more credit as well.
1: Absolutely. The hard part is is when you bring Trey Hendricks over, remember Trey Hendrickson came over in free agency from the Saints. Big name, big acquisition. They got rid of, you know, Carl Lawson's gone, whatever. So, obviously. So, the interesting part there is, kind of like the Aaron Donald effect happens, right? You bring over Trey Hendrickson and some of these other guys get these more sacks or more, you know, you can see them pop off the, the, you know, the, the film when you watch it. So I, I like Larry Ogunjobi. I think that it's really what we need to do is maybe we need to compliment the defensive coordinator and the staff of, you know, getting the right sets of people and in the right configurations so we can see a lot of different guys. Sam Hubbard, who, who would have thought this past offseason that Sam Hubbard would be jumping off the paper too?
0: And also Logan Wilson, the Bengals linebacker, leading tackler, leading interceptions for the team as well. Just keep an eye on Logan Wilson as well. But that brings us to halftime, and we got two things. One, we talked about it earlier, the bougie skull making a a halftime appearance. You made a reference
1: to bougie tacos, which is your Thursday night meal. It is. I mean, it's in Arizona, and every time I've been to Arizona, it's been like, Scottsdale where like they do like over the top restaurants. Like if you've ever been to Scottsdale, it's like kind of like Vegas, but like a, like a little more southwesterny y than Vegas is. So you, I was like, I'm going to do bougie tacos. So we're going to make some bougie tacos on Thursday and it's going to be, I'm mean, frying an avocado with panko. It's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. All right,
0: great. <laughs> and we, we will get the full review next week on the game preview podcast, but more importantly, <laughs> Halloween this weekend twofold are you team
1: halloween or team
0: halloween
1: Ooh, halloween i'm okay, from michigan we, michigan people we pronounce everything wrong some people that weren't from say milk like with an e that's unacceptable but well, well i think you
0: said halloween correctly for what it's halloween word. yeah yeah
1: and more importantly
0: this is a real friendship test reese's pieces or reese's pieces reese's pieces thank you thank you all right <laughs> Virtual high five! Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I, I don't understand the Reese's PCs. I don't. I just don't get it. People, people are like, "Well, it's Reese's PCs." What is a PCs? Sounds like a Pisces, and we're not talking about we're not astrological talking about- signs. Astrological no, astrological signs. No, we're talking about candy. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite candy, Cynthia? Ooh. Like, if you if if you had a if you had a if you were going trick or treating, you would hope to
1: come back with the most what? Listen, I mean. Nobody has these anymore. They're, like, really hard to find. Chewy Sprees, what happened to them? Nobody, like, there's no love for Chewy Sprees anymore. You can't find them almost anywhere. I love them. I'm also, like, like I like a good, look, I like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups as well. I do like my chocolate fix, but come on, Chewy people, I feel like there's, like, been some Chewy Spree conspiracy. I can't find them anywhere.
0: Well, what if I told you I don't know what that is? (gasps) (laughs) Oh!
1: This is why the youth of America is, this is, oh, the, oh every problem oh, wow, here. You need to know there. what a Chewy we're Spree is. We're going
0: Gen Z? You're going Gen Z on me?
1: Are you even a Gen Z? Like, I'm,
0: no. No, I'm okay.
1: not. I'm a millennial. I'm an old millennial.
0: Chewy, I, I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm going to send you Chewy's some. Spring. I'm
1: going to find some. I'm sure somewhere on the internet I can find some. Somebody send Chewy's this man. Chewy They, They but, look like Razzles. They, but they're not Razzles. No, no, no. They're okay. they're awesome. What is What's it? your favorite? You have to tell me your favorite candy now. Oh, um,
0: my favorite. It, I feel like I, I'm hard pressed. Reese's Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, mm-hmm. But I also like Dark Horse staple M and M's. Right? Like M and small- M's are always in. Like
1: I think they're the original protein bar. <laughs>
0: I hope I went like with logic because you know protein bars probably are a little better for you than your standard M and
1: M's. I don't know. Some protein bars are full of a bunch of awful stuff, so I I think they're your original that's protein fair. bar. Okay, I have know. to ask you: Do you like those little candy corns or the little candy corn pumpkins? Either one, do you like them? What's your stance? That's it's a, a very controversial word, take. That's
0: a no for me, dog. I do not like the candy corns. I mean, like I'll eat it, but I'll try it just to like say like I'm I'm festive. I won't I won't seek them out.
1: I like the looks of them. When we were doing like art projects as a kid, you like glue them on a like paper, like well, gave it to your cute. mom as a I present. Like that. Fantastic. But as a food, I also don't like unwrapped candy. I just think that's disgusting. Mm. Like wrap the yep. candy up. What are you thinking?
0: Yep. So uh, one final Halloween story before I ask you, your, your whatever your best costume was growing up or whatever, uh, in the city, in New York city where I grew up, people would sometimes just leave like pumpkins filled with candy outside of their door, like outside of their apartment door so they don't have to deal with the opening and closing. And let me just say there were some savages that just dumped like the whole thing in their own pumpkin because you know that that's a good nice thing to do. Yeah. It, it wasn't cool. So like sometimes I'd be walking around and I'd be candyless, But so uh, that'd be okay too.
1: That's really sad. That yeah. just like very very
0: sad. I, I, I did well. I did well. Don't okay. get me wrong. I did well for myself. But, um, and I used to count how many pieces of candy I got. Anyway, your best costume was what?
1: Axl Rose.
0: Wow. Okay. That was, that was just like that. You knew, you knew. What was yours?
1: (laughs) I mean, it was ridiculous, but I've got the, like the, the stringy hair for it. So it worked out. (laughs) That's great. What was Uh, yours?
0: Ricky Bobby. I, I had, I had the Talladega you're not first, you're last. The, I had the suit, the Wonder Bread suit. It was great. I needed a, I don't even remember. I needed whoever John C. Riley played in the movie. I didn't have that and I needed it.
1: And then I had suit for the record. In college, we did a, I don't know if you remember this show. You might be too young for this. But in college, we, dra- it was, it was not currently on the air when I was in college. I'm not that old. But my, we, we went as Double Dare. Do you know what that is? So you have like the, the, it was on Nickelodeon. i was too Oh my goodness, gotta Google this later. People will know listening. Double Dare was on Nickelodeon. It was like a a show where you had like physical challenges where it was like trivia and physical challenges. So we had like helmets on and like, you know, you're the blue team and a red team and we had teams and flags it was very fun. It was very good college, good college team outfit.
2: You bring a group of guys together from all different teams, works of life, different situations.
1: Let's put all the pieces together. Hey, dominate today. Dominate all three. One, two, three. Dominate.
2: First thing you try to do is establish some type of something that can connect everybody. You you can see the brotherhood forming. You can see the love for one another forming. Success at the eight yard line. Wholeheartedly. And and that goes a long way uh, into shaping the way we play on the field.
0: All right. I dig it. All right, that was halftime. That was a good halftime session. We got some candy. We got some (laughs) tacos. We're moving on. We're refueled. And let's start with the Bengals rushing offense. And obviously, we'll wrap up with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. So, this Jets rushing offense against – oh, whoa. No, that is incorrect. The Jets rushing defense against the Bengals rushing offense. Just your thoughts on the matchup.
1: Well, look, the the Bengals O – it's i understand that it looks a lot better when you have jamar chase catching deep passes we'll talk about that in a second but this still isn't like an awesome o-line it's a good o-line not really it's it it's like a bottom 10 which is significantly better than what we thought when they didn't draft panay sewell so i get it like it's it's all about perce- perceptive perce- what perception so we thought it was going to be terrible it ended up being a little just enough to kind of keep them going and then what you've really seen is you've seen joe burrow be awesome against the blitz so the run game gets them just enough with joe mixon typically gets them just enough to get joe burrow in situations where he can defeat the blitz so the interest that's kind of how i see it mapping out now joe mixon is a, is, a, is doing very well he's very good at picking up blitzes at figuring out ways that he can be used not just in the run game but also in the pass stopping game so his presence on the field is creating that nice like energy where he gets to be deceptive and keep defenses off balance. So, it's working together well enough. I don't think this is an o-line that is going to 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 hold up against some once they kind of figure out the puzzle pieces that that they're working with this year, other teams that is, then they're going to it's going to be a little bit it's going to look a little bit worse. But they are they are doing just enough right now to keep it all in balance.
0: And this Jets defensive line, you would imagine Itching to return to the field after a performance last week by Damian Harris, the Patriots running back 14 carries, 106 yards and two. All right. All right. So we have
1: to, we have to put, we have to, we have to put an asterisk there because there's some, there's a little bit, when you have a quarterback, who's a throw, who's a quick thrower, quick pass thrower, You gotta kind of defend it in a different way, right? So especially with a young secondary that hasn't seen all the Bill Belichick looks on the planet. I understand it's Josh McDaniels that's coordinating the offense, but all of these different like things that they're going to throw out there at you. Like I I give a little credit, like, yes, I understand. They're they're letting them run more than we're used to. Watch it. When you watch the Jets, you think nobody can run for even one yard. But and it was a little bit more than we're used to. But it's still not I'm still not punting on on them being really good at stopping the run.
0: So then what do you make of this Jets defensive line against the run in general? You think that last week and you know the couple weeks, like Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, you think they're actually better than maybe what the stats
1: show? Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry are two of the very best running backs like ever. Like, period full stop. Like, take the Derrick Henry, just take all his stats. (laughs) <laughs> Over there, like I don't, I don't have like a better response than that, right? Like you have to characterize, like what is an actual, like who is who are these elite guys, and what are they, what, like the Lions are bad at stopping. I'm a, I'm a Lions fan, I can tell you, but like the Lions fan are bad at stopping the run. Lions defensive front is bad at stopping the run because they cannot wrap up and stop and and stop a guy once he's got at least like two yards and. Derrick Henry, no one can stop him. That's a little different. So take him out of those equations, right? Like, this is a situation where I think this defense is a little underrated. A lot of game script has dictated, like, all of those yards didn't happen in a competitive part of the, of the game. So look at first down. Let's just look at early downs, first and second down. And then just look when the, the game is within 13 points, right? Way better at stopping the run in those situations than when things happen. It's the big plays that are, that are killing the Jets, not, not, the, not the first down runs.
2: WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free, $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 270 7117.
0: one seven. All right. That was our third quarter. Now it's time for the fourth quarter, and this quarter is presented by Homefield IT. We're talking this Jets passing defense against the Bengals passing offense. Joe Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, let's just start there, okay? I mean, w- what is going on in the water down in Baton Rouge, and why has it translated so quickly for the two of them on the NFL level?
1: Well look familiarity is a big deal also Jamar Chase hasn't gotten his full like last week against Marlon Humphrey he did get the full like NFL like corner treatment right but in those first few games when he's just crushing every one of these deep passes and by the way he's doing an awesome job he had, he was completely open Marlon Humphrey was that that was different Marlon Humphreys a very good corner so take that Raven's situation out of the equation. they've figured it out with the two of them this season. remember there's always going to be the defenses they catch up but it takes defenses a little bit of time to catch up plus then you need the personnel that can stop this guy. he's very fast like this is not like a it's not a joke why they drafted him though high. But the familiarity gives them an advantage. And obviously, Jamar Chase didn't play last season. So remember preseason, he had those drops and everyone was like, oh, he can't see the football, whatever it is. It just needed a minute to be able to, like, he, he dropped a smoke route in the preseason. Like, that, that's not a, you can't look at that one, right? It's It's got to, you got to look and see, like, where where are these things coming? So it, what they're doing is very special. And what they're doing is really, one, Joe Burrow is beating the Blitz. And that's, Joe Burrow is a, a, a talent. Joe Burrow is the real deal. And then Jamar Chase is also the real deal, but we'll see what happens once it's going to, it's going to regress a little bit. I like him. I'm not, there's nothing mean to Jamar Chase. It's fun to watch him, but like, it it's going to come down. You can't, there's a reason why that like no rookies have this many deep receptions because people <laughs> figure them out, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm excited to see both Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, see what they look like Sunday watching a game in person. Do you think it helps or hurts the Jets that they predominantly play zone defense against Jamar Chase?
1: Okay, so look, we could we can go through there's some man and there's some zone inform- the the problem is so you always need context for all of it. I actually don't think it's a bad thing that I think it's I think the hardest thing the Jets need to get pressure. That's it. And they need to do it without blitzing because Joe Burrow's been like one, two, I'm looking at like all his rankings against, you know, you could, you could, next gen stats has a really interesting stat, right? Third best completion percentage against the Blitz, you know, that's Burrow, obviously. And it's 68.9% for 601 yards and six touchdowns. That's high. And the Jets have been blitzing at the 11th highest rate. So when you look to see, like, maybe don't, don't blitz so much. Drop some guys into coverage. Then I don't care if you play man or you play zone. You got an advantage with numbers there, right? So it, it's hard to see, see the the context with man and zone when you look at a guy like Joe Burrow. Is like if he's doing well against the blitz, well, is that because the back end on the back end, like how much space and separation do his receivers have? Because if you're rushing more people, then there's going to be fewer numbers in the back, right? So they all kind of work together. So my my note here would be maybe don't blitz so much. Maybe drop some guys into coverage. You could play a zone, and then you know, obviously, maybe maybe keep keep Jamar Chase like special, maybe put two people on him, but like something like that, right? So it's it that would be I like your coach, uh, Coach Sala knows way better, more than you know than we do. But but it's it's not as easy as just saying don't play man or don't play zone. You know, it's it's a lot right. more context than that.
0: Absolutely, I I thought it was interesting that according to PFF and your notes that Jamar Chase has 400 receiving yards against man coverage, which is 113 more yards than any other player. So that's just something to keep in mind. And basically what Cynthia is saying is don't blitz, just make sure the defensive line tries to get home as much as possible. And the Jets' strength is the Jets' defensive line. And you're saying that the Bengals' offensive line may be overachieving early on. Maybe Joe Burrow is masking some of the issues there in Cincinnati. So it's going to be a good matchup. What I wanted to ask you was this Bengals receiving core outside of Jamar Chase because T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are also two very good players for this Bengals offense, even if a team were able or were able to slow down
1: Jamar Chase. I actually think your second biggest problem is their tight end, (laughs) CJ Uzama. He's right up there. Yeah, that's another fun one to say, but CJ ruins it. Uzama, Uzama. (laughs) but look (laughs) he's their second biggest problem because it doesn't seem like the chemistry or the route running when when you go back and chart and it's really boring to do but i do it anyways you go back and chart like where's tyler boyd and where it's where's t higgins when they're not targeted or what what happens in the check down situation because it kind of seems like what you're seeing is this cj uzama or you're obviously jamar chase is number one and then cj uzama is number two so I, I don't know if the other two guys, I don't know. They're, they're not super open. They're not creating separation. They're not getting themselves in spots where Joe Burrow is looking to throw. So I, I don't think it's all designed for Jamar Chase. I think obviously on every play there's several options for the quarterback to really target most of the time, right? Most of the time it's not a quick, quick, you know, route someone. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think get rid of that tight end situation. Figure out you, you handle those two and be okay if, Tyler Boyd beats you because that's that's he he hasn't seemed to be, be able to get open and have the same chemistry.
0: All right. Well, basically, you got to pick your poison because there is talent on the Cincinnati Bengals offense, and it all Absolutely. starts with Joe Burrow.
1: Right now, now the, the Bengals are not. If the playoffs started right now, the Bengals would be the number one seed.
0: That that's not what we've heard in recent history, and it's very cool to see the ties kind of shifting. It's that, NFL, you know what that obviously.
1: means. That means that next year you got a good we got a good quarterback here. Come on. It just means things can change quickly. there's lots of hope.
0: All right, that's a great way to wrap up the fourth quarter presented by homefield, IT and Cynthia. a little overtime session. The floor is yours. Say what you want to say. Any last thoughts on this matchup?
1: So the thing that I think is very important if you're a Jets fan right now, Just like when I watch the Jets game, I'm sitting there and I'm looking for a little bit of growth each time. This is a very young team. It's a very new coaching staff. So when I'm – like the expectations weren't Super Bowl this year. It's a lot more tricky to be – Kansas City, like they had huge expectations. Now they got to figure things out. This is all fun and upside. So let's look at our Jonathan Franklin Myers. Let's look at our Elijah Vera Tuckers. Let's keep watching the guys who are really excelling and these young guys who are the future of the team. There's like so much. Th- it's a lot more fun than it seems given the last week's score. So onward and upward. Literally onward. on to Cincinnati.
0: Onward to <laughs> Cincinnati.
1: And well, upward I know they're in New York, but you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I I do know what you're saying. And I think our, our friend here, the bougie skull, I think I think he liked the podcast, but that's all we have for this episode of the game preview podcast presented by Winbet Betting is a team sport. Bet together at Winbet Cynthia. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your bougie tacos and I'm excited mm. to hear about the review next week.
1: Have a great week.